What's up, what's up, y'all? And we're back. Happy Chuck and Hustle Tuesday. Um, listen, um, one of the most popular topics, um, you know, that, that, that I get inquiries about and I get DM'd about is freight dispatching. Um, I believe that's because, you know, it's definitely a gateway into the trucking industry if you're new to it. Um, there's also a very low barrier to entry. And um, there's tons of upside, you know, tons, tons of opportunity to make to make really good money. Um, so today um, we sit down and we speak with Tawana Roberts of Roberts Freight Dispatching. Um, Tawana not only owns a freight dispatch company, but she's also a freight dispatching um, business coach. Um, this is a really dope show, man. Um, Tawana actually, you know, goes through step by step. Um, the freight dispatch process from actually finding a load to booking a load, you know, you know, to the communication with your driver to getting paid. So it's really dope. Um, and I think y'all going to really enjoy it. Um, towards the end of the show, Tawana actually talks about the different services um, that she provides. Um, and she's really doing some awesome things, you know, for her tribe and her community. So definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, also, you know, Hustle fam, you know, keep doing what y'all been doing, man. Sharing, reposting, um, spreading love, um, bringing awareness to the show. We're growing. Really appreciate all the love and all the support. Um, it's been 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 really really crazy ride. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, um, follow us at Truck and Hustle everywhere. Um, if you're new here, that's T R U C K N H U S T L E. Um, definitely, you know, support us on all our platforms. You know, we're trying to grow that as well. So, um, so that's it, man. So, you know, you know what we do about this time. Put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I tell people all the time that your net worth will be determined off of your network. And if you network, you can be one of the wealthiest people in the world. And if you have a positive attitude and you put out that positivity into the universe, people will work with you all day, every day. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so 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 we are here with uh, Miss Tawana Roberts. Um, queen of dispatching. So how are you today, Tawana? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thank good. you. Good, good, good. All right. Um, so Tawana, just want to kind of, um, you know, before we kind of get into what you currently do now, just kind of want to get into your story. Um, let us know how you got into this crazy, crazy trucking industry. Let's talk about it. Tell us where you're from. Um, you know, tell us about your backstory a little bit. Okay. I'm from Houston, Texas. And, um, I guess I got into the trucking industry um, back in 2008, where um, I had was co-owner of a uh, trucking company here based out of the Houston, Texas area with my um, previous husband. Okay. And that's how I initially got involved in it. I wasn't 100% hands-on. He was more of the, you know, more experienced in that particular industry, but I initially started dispatching back in 99 uh, with our local transit authorities here in the Houston, Texas metropolitan area. Okay. So I kind of start, I got the passion for dispatching back in 99, but then I started learning the trucking industry of dispatching in 2008. Got you. What, what, what is it about dispatching that, that you love? What, why, why would you call it a passion? Because I, I prefer to communicate with the drivers on a regular basis. That's I think that just because I'm a people's person, um, I did a lot of things in my um, career. Uh, I'm an accountant by trade. 
Okay. And, um, a lot, a lot of what I did was more so behind the scenes because I was specializing in the accounts receivable side of the finance business. So I didn't have to do like collections, you know, you calling people interacting with them. So when I got into the dispatching field, excuse me, when I was much younger, I just really loved the communication with the drivers. I mean, mm -hmm. I love the lingo. I love the the different personalities that I was able to, you know, meet along the way. And then I just liked being able to be that person that they depended on when they needed assistance while they were on the road. So I just really loved it. Okay, dope. So you said um, at that time in 99, you were working for the local transit authorities. Mm -hmm. and, and then you kind of transitioned into the trucking side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, with, with, with your ex-husband at the time, right? That's correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So what, what were you, what was the business? What were you guys doing? Um, you know, what, what, how, how, tell me about the business at that point when you first got into trucking. Um, I can't really tell you much because again, it was his baby. Okay. I was just the support system. I mean, I didn't really interact with them a lot, but he was dealing with flatbed trailers and he hauled general freight okay. uh, at the time. I, like I said, again, that was, you know, primarily his thing. I, I helped him more, you know, like working with the broker and also more of the business side of it. So as far as the, um, that, the, the more labor side of it, the transportation, um, that was more of his thing, but he did have uh, multiple units uh, that he had. He had a couple of flatbed trailers and he also had a drive van trailer, but he also allowed drivers that had their own units and equipment to run under his authority. Okay. So he was, you know, running a pretty decent, uh, successful business at the time. And um, that's pretty much what I can tell you on that. Got you, got you, okay. Okay, so 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 after that um, came to an end, talk, talk to me, what, what, what came next? Okay, so then fast forward um, in 2015, I was, I, as I told you, I was an accountant by trade. So I was working in uh, corporate finance for a big time offshore drilling company at the time for many years. Uh, at, at that time, I had been there about seven years. And mm -hmm. um, the industry, the oil and gas industry started to take a crash. So with that, um, multiple people started, you know, being laid off, um, more so guys in the, um, that worked offshore a lot of the offshore mechanics and things of that nature. And then they started coming into the office space and started doing layoffs there. Well, once they came to corporate, they did hit finance and I was uh, the first person to be laid off in 2015. Okay. So at that particular time, I had already started like entrepreneurship even on a part-time basis in 2015, just doing something totally different outside of transportation and logistics. But I just, after I um, ended up getting laid off, that's when I was like saying how well I was doing as an entrepreneur part-time, how well I was doing made me say, look, this is something I need to go full throttle with. Mm -hmm. And if I could do this, you know, a month on extra income, I know if I do it full-time, full I can really generate some money. So I started working full-time uh, in 2015. Uh, and I'm just going to say 2016 because that's the beginning of the year mm -hmm. as a full-time entrepreneur. Okay. And then um, with that, I, I was not uh, still not dealing with the transportation industry to that extent. I did not get into transportation in 2000, until 2017 when I decided to go into, uh, you know, uh, putting myself out there as a contractor. I was contracting my services because I had a lot of experience with dispatch, but I knew the, 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 I knew the transportation industry side of dispatch and on trucking side because my ex and then my current husband both have so much experience in the industry. Okay. My current husband is a truck driver. He has been a professional truck driver for over 20 years and he has his uh, doubles and triples. He's fully endorsed. A very, 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 very professional driver. Um, and he started, he and I started talking about it. He said, you really should go into, he's the one that motivated me and encouraged me to go into contracting myself out as a dispatcher, just because we was holding a general conversation. And he was surprised how much I knew about mm -hmm. the industry and about uh, freight. And so um, after we started talking, I said, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to just start my own uh, contract, contract myself out as a freight dispatcher because I had that experience with my previous relationship I had experience overall together now 20 years just in dispatching and then with a lot of the um, connections that I had from my previous employer with different warehouse managers and 
the freight that they would trans, you know, have hauled and transported out. I met a guy who had five units. So he was like, look, I know you, you have experience. Your cousin told me about it, that you, you know, you own the trucking company. I want to know if you'll come and dispatch for me. So okay. I said, sure. you know, that's how I got into it. I was like, sure. I'll dispatch. He used to have five trucks. We have a uh, 548 foot flatbed trailers. He was like, um, the people that I had, the guy that I had helping me, he's not really getting me good loads or whatever. So I started kind of just going in, looking at the boards, seeing how much they were paying. And because I had experience just in corporate finance, I knew about negotiations and things of that nature. So I started negotiating uh, a lot of the loads that they were post on the boards because this particular company, he preferred to run a certain lane. He only wanted to run from Houston to Denver. Anything okay. Within, you know, I would say a hundred mile radius of Denver, uh, north and east, nothing to the west, which would go into the mountains. And that's where they had been running because that's what the other guy had them doing. So I just kind of came in there and just showed my professionalism, started building relationships with a lot of the uh, top, uh, I would say the top 20 brokerage out there in the United States. I started building uh, a professional relationship with these brokers. I started getting really, really um cool with some of the brokers at these companies and i started negotiating the rates um really really well to where they were you know like a lot of drivers get on these low boards and they don't know uh, they'll they'll like say for instance they'll get like the cheapest uh subscription to a low board but you're not maximizing what potential that product has because you're getting the cheapest version of it right. so i i came straight in saying okay i want to go with this particular plan it's the highest plan it gives you more information it gives you extensive uh backgrounds on these brokers it's telling you um you know i'm getting real-time posts things of that nature and so i started using that information started going and negotiating rates for him back in 2017. he was a new company had not been established for a year yet um, I think this was uh, June. This was like September of 2017 when I started working with him. Okay. Um, when we went into 2018, I had been working with him for about six months, uh, getting to know all the drivers, how they run, started helping him, you know, keep his paperwork in compliance because I had dealt with artists before. So I was kind of helping him with his business structure and um, helping him, you know, run those trucks. Uh, we were getting better paying loads just based off my, my personality and my professionalism, uh, the knowledge of negotiation and things of that nature, where we went into 2008 full throttle hitting it, five trucks running them, and we closed out that gentleman's company at the end of 2018 at $1.3 million. Nice. Just, um, just based off of, you know, like I said, really my my knowledge of negotiation my my experience in communication uh all of those things played a factor with how his company was able to be successful with just five trucks and this is a gentleman who just had no uh, not a lot of knowledge in this industry of transportation and logistics that just came out and went and got him a cut started him a company and started you know purchasing units um to build him a business right. and um i think that a lot of the things i was also able to help him do was on the strength and the knowledge of my husband because again um my primary primarily my training and my knowledge um outside of what i've already known he put instilled in me just on the transportation side mm -hmm. so that's how i learned how to keep the drivers in compliance making sure that you know each driver is not you know overdoing it every week on their on their hours of service making sure that you know everything was running smoothly even though he that wasn't what he brought me in for he brought me in strictly dispatch but i just had you know a passion of trying to make sure that he has a successful company and he's running it and in compliance with dot and everything like that and so um, that's pretty much how everything started for me. So um, once I seen how successful his company was going and I was looking at the numbers and looking at how well we were doing, I decided to sit down and just kind of start putting together everything that I had learned over the course of years in general. And then everything that I had learned and all the policies and procedures that's out there through um, you know, the federal government and DOT. And I compiled a digital product where it's a complete freight dispatching training manual that I was able to create to help people that wanted to learn how to build a um, build a, a freight dispatching company from the privacy of their home. Mm. Um, I did that because I know so many women, um, you know, suffer with going to 
work every day, nine to five, uh, not being able to spend a lot of time with their children, not being able to spend a lot of time with their spouse because they are working professionals. And I wanted to create something that would be able to help women that have been interested in the industry, but didn't know how they were going to get in, how they were going to be able to tap into the industry and still be able to be a mom and be a wife. So what I was able to do was create that. And so at this point, I also created the manual manual and I implemented a um, a mentorship program, basically just teaching women and men. Um, the mentorship program is strictly for women, but I have a program outside of that mentorship where I do also help train men, but it's not as extensive as the mentorship for women. Um, where I'm now in a position to help teach them how to do the same thing that I did from 2017 up into now and generate a a six-figure income from the privacy of your home. Um, And it's with a very minimum overhead. Okay. Okay. Dope. All right. Um, So just want to go back a little bit, um, just kind of listening to your story. Um, So you said in 2015, you kind of got into entrepreneurship prior to transportation. So I just want to kind of build that up. So what were you doing before you got into the transportation industry in in entrepreneurship? Health and wellness. Health and wellness. Okay, dope. So you, so you were in the health and wellness industry and then you transitioned, you uh, met this gentleman. um, You you kind of figured that you, you had your dispatching shops. You said, let me help this guy out. He had a fairly new company. You said he had five drivers. Yeah. Well, he had, he had five trucks. Five trucks rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, he had five trucks. Okay, five trucks at a time, and then you kind of just kind of jumped on board. And I mean, you seemed like you did a lot more than dispatching. Like you said, you actually helped him run his company with compliance and, and all those different type of things. Um, so cool. So um, in dispatching, because a lot of people have questions about dispatching. It's one of the more popular um, topics that I you know hear about in doing this show. Um, what kind of money can you make in dispatch? And I think people are really interested in, in, in what you can really do. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. Is, is there really good money in dispatching? There's great money in dispatching, but I, I mean, I feel like this, to be honest with you. People ask me, I had a lady text me last night, one of my new students, and said, how soon can I get started and how much can I expect to make? You can never tell someone how much they can expect to make because you don't know how hungry they are. Mm. Your drive and your determination and your hunger is going to determine what kind of income you generate. I can tell you that I make, you know, $200,000 a year, you know, running 10 units. But my drive and my hustle is so much deeper than yours may be. Right. You may start off, you know, because you understand, I started full time. When I started doing this, I started full time, which means that I work 50 to 60 hours a week, even to this day. Mm. Um, this face ain't always beat. This <laughs> Got you. I work 50 to 60 hours a week. Mm. I am on the phones to nine and 10 o'clock at night. I am awakened at two and three in the morning when there are blowouts. How hungry are you? That's mm. going to determine what your income is. Now I can give you an estimate. And I I can tell you that if you start off with, and and also this depends on the type of drivers you have, if they're regional, local, over the road drivers, your income is going to be based off of all those different scenarios. And then it also will determine on if they're hotshot drivers, if they drive in semi, depends on what type of equipment they're, they're, um, you know, working with. Mm -hmm. I only deal with 18 wheelers. I do not run hotshot loads. I like my coins, right? So I generate the bulk of my income from bigger trucks, uh, pop with the um, with the uh, flatbed trailers, step deck trailers. I don't deal with a lot of dry vans, but I'm getting ready to take on a couple people um, that have begged me to because I did not want to take on any more trucks. I run ten trucks, and I have a flat rate. My mm-hmm. flat rate is four hundred dollars a truck. Okay. So at the end of the day, there are some that um, pay me a little bit more because these companies are generating the type of income that they are, revenue that they are looking for. And their drivers are all satisfied. They're, you know, making great money. Now, can you make $4,000 a week? Absolutely. 
how hungry are you? Mm -hmm. um, for the part-timers, some people may start off uh, making an extra $2,000 a month. That's a lot of money for somebody. That's a mortgage. You know, that's a couple car notes that, you know, it just depends on, you know, how many, like I said, how many units you're running and how many you're dispatching on a weekly basis. It also depends on what type of units you're, you're, you're um, dispatching. I don't think that there's a major difference in income between dispatching and brokering. Brokering is, uh, it, it because I know a lot of people want to do brokering, but the thing of it is, is that, um, if, if Tom gives you five loads to start you off and you're a new brokerage, you know, this is not guaranteed you're going to make $500 a day, $400 a day. It comes with time. It comes with, you know, patience. It comes with drive and determination. So you can make the same type of income that a broker can make, which is typically a six-figure income with your own business. I am an independent contractor. I set the rules. Um, I know what I can do. I know the relationships that I've built out in the world outside of this transportation and logistics. A lot of my, a lot of the guy who I started working with in the beginning, a lot of his loads came from people I knew outside of transportation and logistics. Okay. Again, I worked, I, I worked with companies like Texaco, Chevron, Exxon. I knew about the warehouses that no trains and planes are pulling up to docks. Right. So as that is the case, you need a truck. And I knew that there were people, different um, warehouse managers and um, supply chain managers and procurement people that I had built relationships with that I was calling and saying, hey, you know, I know you, you know, you, you guys used to use such and such. I have access to uh, five trucks that can help help house some of that freight you guys got. So a lot of his contracts came from that. Not just mm. not just me using low boards, and that's the thing and a misconception that people have um, is that you can only operate off of low boards. No, if you build relationships, and I tell people all the time that your net worth will be determined off of your network, and if you network, you can be one of the wealthiest people in the world. And if you have a positive attitude and you put out that positivity into the universe, people will work with you all day, every day. So a lot of my relationships came from people outside of that. A lot of these loads that he's transporting that he, he that we were able to get deals with has nothing to do with those load boards. He just, you know, he's a professional, I'm a professional, and they just kind of meshed. And when I, in, you know, uh, introduced the two and we did a great job for them, these people wanted to continue to use the companies. Mm. Nice, nice. Okay. So you said a very important um, word just now, relationships, right? Um, and relationships are everything in business. Um, networking, your, your, your net worth determines your net, your network determines your net worth. I agree 100%. So what if you don't have relationships? Because a lot of people who want to get into dispatching, um, they don't have those relationships that you built over the years. Where, where does somebody start? You have to start. This is what I teach my students. If you don't have that it starts with the low boards. Start building relationships. When you're calling these brokers and Steve answers the phone, have a positive attitude. You know, I had a lady one day, I called about a load, I'll never forget. And I, I don't even remember the company, but I was like, hey, I'm calling about uh, this load picking up out of Houston, going to Fort Morgan, Colorado. And she's like, it's been booked. <laughs> okay. So it really bothered my spirit because I was like, I was having such an amazing day. And mind you, it's like 7.30 in the morning. So I'm like, wow, like she on 10 already. Right. So back and someone else answered the phone. And I said, I'm calling back because there was a lady who just answered the phone. I said, and her spirit is just really, really weak. Mm. <laughs> I think she was so rude. And it was just, you know, really, really a, a weird feeling that came over me. So I'm calling back to just kind of say, if you know who it was, because it was a small company, I said, just by chance, if you do know who this person was that answered that maybe, you know, in your area that's having a bad day, tell I said that I hope and pray she has a better day. Wow. Right? Wow. And the lady who answered, she said, I know exactly who you're talking about. It, yeah, it's only two of us here. She said, I'm so sorry for that. What is your name? Okay. I, I told her my name. And she said, who are you with? I told her who I was with which is my company, Robert's Freight Dispatching. Um, I always say who I am. I don't go off of the actual carrier until I'm actually booking the, uh, um, the load. Okay. And so she said, uh, uh, which load were you calling about? I told her. By the time I got off the phone with her, she, uh, she um, 
called me like a couple days later, had a top paying load going out to a Fort Morgan area. And at this time it was paying like 4,500 one way. That's a good load mm. on for 1100 miles coming out of Houston. Okay. And this was in the summer of this year. So it wasn't like it was, you know, extremely cold or anything there. It was a really good load. This is what he loves to do. Okay. And at that point, so, uh, she booked that load and she had a swarm of those $4,500 loads. So she said, I'm going to have another, uh, you know, seven loads uh, for this next week. How many would you like? That's the type of person. That's how you build relationships, mm -hmm. right? This, I have so many brokers that call me every week saying, hey, I got 50 loads going to Houston to Denver, Colorado. How many do you want? That came from me building relationships. I don't know those people that's on the low boards. I built relationships with them. Yeah, I have relationships outside of that, but it's it's about starting with the low boards. And that's what I tell my students. When you go on there, start writing down some of these uh, brokerage and just call and get your drivers set up with them, regardless if there's a low for them or not, right, available. And start building relationships with them. Show them who your personality is. There's a lot of women that are shy. And I am... I've even mastered on, I've even mastered finding a way to help shy people become more personable and communicate um, because social media is amazing. Facebook, we have private groups and I tell people, if you're scared to talk to people, practice in the private group. Nobody mm -hmm. can see you, but us, we family. Right. So practice videos and do them in the group so that once you get comfortable enough, you can go on your real Facebook and start hosting live Facebook lives and start talking to your audience because business is all about building relationships and showing people who you are. Stories sell, right? So mm -hmm. when people feel like they can relate to you, they will pay attention to you. And mm. that's, that's how I feel is the best way to build relationships is going through those low boards, even getting up. If you, if you're full time with it, go to these pipe companies, these fabrication companies, go to these coral companies and all of these different facilities in your area and pass out your business cards and start shaking hands with people. That's all it's about. That's wow. all it's about. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. Um, can you, for, for people who are listening and, and they just want to, they want to wrap their heads around what dispatching is, can you kind of take us through the process from actually getting, finding the load to getting paid for that load? Can you kind of take us through the steps of, of, you know, one, two, three, like just break it down for us. Okay. So basically dispatching is just basic. This is what a dispatcher is. A person that communicates that is a, um, per basically a freight agent on behalf of the carrier that communicates between the carrier and the broker. Okay, so you're the middleman. And all a simple, I would say, all it all it takes to dispatch a load would be, um, let's say um, you, you, you're a driver that only wants to go from Houston to Florida, right? And I go into the load boards and I search your origin as Houston, Texas, your destination, we're going to say Miami, Florida. I'm going to tell the, the system that I want to find a, a, a load that is that is going to uh, pick up in Houston and go to Miami, Florida within a 50 mile radius of Miami. The driver will, will drop off anywhere within a 50 mile radius. So first thing first is to search that particular criteria of what that driver is wanting, because that's what a contract, an independent dispatcher does. You cater to that driver's needs. Mm. And once you have done that and you've told the system that this driver wants to go here, he wants to deliver here and that he wants to pick up on this date with a, um, with a step deck trailer and he wants to do it. Um, what else is it? We'll just use those criteria, search criteria. So okay. destination, radius of destination, uh, equipment type and date. Let's say for Monday the 25th. So when I tell the computer, boom, this is what I want. And I know my driver wants nothing less than $2 a mile. Okay. The system is going to tell you what's out there. Right. So then once you see what's out there, you see on Monday that there's a load picking up going to Miami, Florida, paying um, um, because I don't know what the mileage is from Houston. Let me look at and do the calculations okay. from Houston, Texas 
to Miami. Okay, so the mileage is about 1100. So we're going to say 1200 miles. Mm -hmm. So this is a load that's this, this is a 1200 mile run, right? And let's say that the load is paying um, $4,000, right? Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to first thing first with me is I'm going to look at how much they're offering and I'm going to divide it by how, how many miles it is. So it can tell me if this has met my driver's criteria. Okay. With nearly 4,000 and 1,200, it's over $2 a mile. That's going to put you at about $3.35 a mile. So this is definitely something my driver would be interested in. The second step would be to call that particular broker. Hey, this is Tawana. I'm calling and checking on the load that you have posted for Houston, Texas, going to Miami, Florida. Beth is going to say, yeah, the load is picking up. Um, in Houston, it's going to be a one pick, one no drop. I mean, one pick, one drop. Um, it's going to be a strap and go load. It's going to be 45,000 pounds of steel pipe. Um, do you have all your, and they're going to ask probably, do you have your, 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 your strap, your pipe stakes and PPE and done it because wherever you're going to pick it up may require those things. Okay. And you're going to say, yeah, it does. Okay. They're going to say, well, we're paying $4,000 for that load. Is this something you would like to do? And I already know before I called you that I know that it's what I would like to do because it meets my driver criteria. It meets his needs. He wants to go there. It's paying over $2 a mile and um, it's a strap and go load. And she said, it does not require a tarp. That's another positive. So then I'm going to tell her, yes, I would like to book the load. She's going to then say, okay, we're going to go ahead and get this ready and I'll send you a rate confirmation. A rate confirmation is just a simple piece of paper that's telling you, this is the rate that we agreed upon. These are the requirements for this load. This is where it's going to pick up at and this is what's going to drop. Sometimes rate confirmations may not have the pickup and drop. You have companies like TQL, they don't give you the, on their rate confirmation, it won't have the pickup address and the delivery address. They'll send that separately once they dispatch out their driver. But for the most part, they mostly, they do. And then they're going to email you that. You're going to sign it and send it back. That load is booked and, be, and, and ready to go. All nice. right. That's perfect. All right. Um, so thank you for, um, for, for that explanation. Cause that, um, that, that pretty much gives a, a gives a person a good idea of you know the process of how things work. Now, how about um, how do you get paid as a dispatcher? Well, um, <clears throat> there's a couple different ways you can do it. I mean, me personally, the way that I operate my business now, okay. I can, because I can only tell you what I do, and but I do also suggest different things for my students. So let me just say, let me tell you what I suggest. Okay. okay. You have your own, you, you're your own boss. You have, um, you should have a contract uh, in place for you and your carrier. And what I would suggest is that you would set up through, um, there's three things you could set up through the factoring company. If the carrier has a factoring company, okay. now I can tell you OTR. Um, if you get with Michelle over at OTR, they, they factor a lot of loads. Well, they also have a program where they will, pay the dispatcher on behalf of the carrier. Okay. So that's one option. You can go through a factoring company and the factoring company, if they offer that service, they can pay you out of the uh, carrier's um, in, so uh, amount and then it can go straight to you. Or, but with that, I'm going to tell you, I don't really know how it works when it comes down to that 3% that they, um, that they take out because okay. With me, I'm getting paid on the gross. You're not, I, 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 I get paid off the gross. Off so, the top. <laughs> that's something that you could probably talk to with those factoring companies that that's a service they offer to pay you as a dispatch. That way you won't even have to worry about, okay, this person, I don't really know them. Are they going to pay me? Right. Second thing is um, you can use Payhawk, which is P-A-Y, Hawk, like the bird, H-A-W-K. Um, they have a, a program where you can actually do ACH and you can just basically when you're setting up your contract with your carrier, you can give them an ACH form. They can complete that. And how I would recommend to run your business just on the accounting side of it is I would invoice them um, whatever days that you have put into place for you to get paid. So let's say that everything that you do from Saturday to Thursday needs to be paid Fridays. You can invoice them, I would say 9 a.m., 10 o'clock at the latest Friday morning of all your of your gross amount of what you earned 
in dispatching from that Saturday to that Thursday, close of business, and then you would um, have them sign off on it no later than 12 or 1 o'clock uh, p.m., whatever time zone you're in, and then you can manually run their credit card information, and your money should hit your bank the very next day. Okay. Or you can go through Square, because they also have an ACH um, program as well, where you could get paid. Those are a few ways that you can get paid. Now, I do have a carrier that um, he's old school, and he pays me through um, EFS checks. Okay. So those are just checks that you can find at any truck stop and you he, he'll send you a money code. So I get a money code from this particular guy because it's somebody I personally know. I do trust him. Okay. Um, and so he sends me a, a, a code every Friday, no later than three o'clock central standard time and then all i do is i have a bunch of efs checks i just go i just went and got a whole bunch from the truck stop and you can do one or two things with that if you want to get the money right away if you need the money right then there you can take it to a truck stop and they'll cash it or you could just uh go like i'm i have a business uh, a couple business accounts through wells fargo and i just d go take it there and deposit it and it's there the next day Okay. So it's just multiple options, but those are a couple options that I suggest and I recommend uh, when it comes down to running a business is you're able to invoice them. And I would just set up an ACH agreement with your carrier just to be on the safe side. And then if they don't, you know, I, I tell people sometimes at that first week, if they don't pay you like they're supposed to just in the contract this is your business and you get to pick and choose who you want to do business with and you also get to terminate that agreement upon um you know within a within the snap of a finger because that's the policy and that's the um contract you put in place but those are a couple of options on how you get paid you have to actually invoice them what you were supposed to get paid this is a business this is not a um, employment as far as you're working for them you are a contractor and you have to invoice them on a weekly or bi-monthly uh, uh, basis if you have a net a net term 30 um or whatever a 21 day whatever your you know whatever you want to implement for your business structure that's on you but for me i invoice weekly and i want my check every week got you got you Thank you for that. Um, is there an industry standard um, as far as rates um, that you would, you know, if somebody knew getting into the businesses, what, what's kind of the industry standards? Because I know you said you take a flat rate. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've heard that some people do percentage of the load. Like, what are some of the industry standards to give people an idea of how to start negotiating their rates? And then um, also, how do you qualify the people that you want to work with? Okay, well, um, and what I uh, teach my students, it start off between five and 10%. To me, that's the standard um, going right at a percentage. Um, I would say your percentage really should be determined on how knowledgeable you are in the business. Um, if you're gonna be able to uh, provide a service to them that you know is gonna be beneficial for them and yourself, but um, also what are their needs? Because um, if, a, if, if they just need you to dispatch, and, and you know what you're doing, you can charge however much you want between that five to 10% range starting off. Um, some people may say that's on the low end, but again, a lot of people are just now getting really into the business and you know becoming independent owners, becoming self-employed and entrepreneurs. So you have to start a little low to be competitive and work your way up to the top. And the reason I say that, because if you're getting in the business now and you paying, you know, to be a part of my mentorship and you don't know the business, then you wouldn't come out saying I'm charging 10 percent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you haven't even worked with the carrier enough to even know the lane he wants to run. You haven't even talked to enough you know, brokers out there to make sure that you can get this person on the road and or him, he or she on the road and help them generate the revenue that they're looking for on a weekly basis. Because some of these drivers want three to four thousand dollars a week at minimum. So you have to be able to go in and you need to be able to have access to these type of loads to cater to their equipment to make sure that they can generate that type of revenue. So um, I would just say be starting off between five and 10 percent and depending on what services you're providing. Like if you're dispatching and then they exit, hey, can you do my invoicing for me? I have a factoring company, but I have to put the paperwork together. So is it any, in any way you could do that? Well, yes, because you are the one that's getting all the paperwork anyway as the dispatcher. Mm -hmm. So 
you can say, well, if I invoice for you, that's going to be an extra 2% because that's going to take more time out of my day. I have to make sure that I have, you know, uh, your W9, I have to have your, your factoring documents, your, the bill of late, and I have to make sure that I have, you know, I got to create an actual invoice and then create and, and put the information into that invoice that's going to be going to the factoring company. So when they get ready to, you know, invoice, everything, all the backup will be there to send over to the broker. So that's an extra service. So now you went from 5% just on dispatch into 7% because mm -hmm. you also want me to invoice for you. And then they may say, well, is it any way that, you know, a DOT is going to audit me between eight to 12 months of me being in business? Is it any way that you can help with the paperwork? Cause they're going to be asking me for things like the bill of late. they're going to be asking me for fewer receipts. They're going to be asking me for these type of things. Will you be able to assist with that? Well, yeah, that's going to be a whole nother 3%. So right. now five to 10% because you're asking me to do things that I do know how to do, but it's going to come with an additional fee. So gotcha. that's, that's going to be the first thing. And then the second question you asked me was, what was the second question? Okay. How, how do you qualify your drivers or are there any drivers that you won't, won't work with? Um, I will not work with anybody that, I just get that sense of aggression from um, I've met, I've had so many drivers call me since Saturday. I think I did about a hundred phone uh, interviews with drivers as well as new students um, because my um, social media was popping over the weekend and I've uh, reached over a hundred women now in my mentorship program. No doubt. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Authentically, no scams, no, you know, fake promises and just real, you know, uh, uh, information, just straight up telling them what they're going to get from me. No um, and then, uh, what, what they are to expect in the program. And I would just, I mean, I would, as far as my drivers, I would just, um, pretty much, uh, take from how the communication is, see if the communication of the conversation we have is flowing, see if it sounds like we're meshing over the phone. And then from there, I'm going to check like their background. I'm going to check their MC number. I'm going to see, you know, if they have a bad reputation out there in the industry, I want to make sure that I have drivers that have their um, equipment up to standard. I want to make sure that I'm able to um, communicate. I'm able, I'm going, I know I'm going to be able to get you when I need you um, drivers that, are not on conditional, um, does not have a conditional uh, safety scoring because it's just so hard to work with these brokers. And I deal with, with like I said, the top 20 brokers in the United States okay. primarily. So they really don't want to work with nobody who has a conditional scoring. So I think that the most important thing is um, how you work well, how you talk together, how you guys communicate together when you start interviewing your drivers, seeing what it is that they want, what they're looking for, what their likes are, what type of lane they want to run. They want to run Southeast region, Midwest, wherever they want to run in the United States. And then also looking at their background, checking their authority, making the, making sure they're active, they're in good standing, making sure driving records are up to par. And then from there, you can kind of go into talking about con doing a negotiation on a contract. Mm, okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What are some of the biggest mistakes that most new dispatchers make? Um, well, I can't really speak on that right now because some of the ladies in my program that, well, I will, I can speak to it. Uh, cause there are several ladies in my program that have started dispatching already. Some of them started dispatching like two to three weeks of joining me. Um, I, and I know that one young lady, she, um, the, I would say the, the mistake that she made, and this can be easy for anyone to make, is not thinking about the, uh, the timing on uh, picking up at one location, going to the next, because a lot of us think that when a, a vehicle is picking up a load and going to the next location, that it's a vehicle like we drive on a regular basis, and it is not. Right. You have to allow your, time, your truck a, a whole lot more of time to get from point A to point B when they're driving a, a, a big equipment like a tractor trailer and something that has like 40,000 pounds on the back of it is not going to get from Houston to Dallas in three hours like we would do in a car. It's going to take them about three and a half to four hours to get there because they're pulling so much weight. Mm -hmm. And she basically booked the load, a backhaul, thinking that 
oh, they should get there at this um, at this certain time and they should have time to pick this up when in reality, there was no time because she has to understand, well, people have to understand in general that there are a lot of these places that these drivers are going to are warehouses or yards and they close early. They mm -hmm. close at a certain time of the day. So you can't assume that just because the trip is typically two hours away for you in a car, that that 18 wheeler is going to get there in two hours as well. He is not, it's going to take him an extra 30 minutes to an hour to get where he needs to go. And just being careful on the timing of when you're going to schedule a backhaul because then she had to cancel it. And that was her first time booking with this company and they needed that load to be picked up. And now you're calling to cancel. And so she said he, the broker sounded kind of upset, but it was just a, a, a poor planning on her behalf right. and not really thinking that, oh, I do need to allow more time because he wouldn't make it there at this particular time. So I would that would be one of the most common things that I think uh, as a new dispatcher that one would make is just not really looking at how making making sure that they're properly planning each and every pickup and delivery, mm. making sure that the driver has enough time to leave from point A to point B and from point B to point C, because that is going to be crucial. And then making sure that um, that you are always checking on your driver, at least I would say every 45 minutes, I would say every hour to an hour and a half, just because anything can happen in that time frame, a blowout, anything could happen. So you just want to be consistent with communicating with your driver, even if it's just, hey, I know you can't text when you get a chance and you see this message, give me an update. Mm. Communication is like the number one thing. And I think that um, that could also be like a big mistake because you think that once he's got the load, it's all and good. He's got the information, it's on him and you're done. <laughs> No, you have to keep up and communicate because what's going to happen the very next morning, that broker is going to say, hey, what's the update on your driver? So you and you say, well, I, I, I haven't talked to him. I gave him the information you gave me, but I haven't talked to him. Well, no, that you have to talk to him because you need to know. So before they call you at 7, 730 a.m. at 6, 630, you should already have been on the phone with Stump, with Tom saying, hey, what's your ETA? Mm. Oh, I'll be in minutes. So at 7, 730, when, when Joanne called, Oh, the, the uh, driver should be there now. When I talked to him at six this morning, he was 15 minutes away. Gotcha. And so gotcha. just those are important mistakes that can be made is lack of communication with your driver and poor uh, schedule planning with your trips. Got you. Got you. And that is a great segue into um, what, what you're doing currently now, your, your mentorship program. Um, you, you said earlier that you started that um, uh, specifically to help women, um, single moms who are home um, or, or whatever they're doing just to kind of gain some financial freedom and present a new opportunity for them. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that. Talk to the audience about that. Tell them what they can expect when they join your mentorship program, just how, how the process works. Just give us a little information on that. Okay, awesome. So basically, um, as I said, it's not necessarily for single moms. It's just for moms in general. Okay. Moms that are in corporate America that it just feeling like they, they're not complete, feeling like entrepreneur is entrepreneurship is where they really want to be. And moms that are so interested in this particular industry, I created a manual. It's a training manual that's available for men and women um, to purchase that will guide you from start to finish on how to start and set up your own freight dispatching company from the privacy of your home. Um, I work in my office all day, every day. I'm up here in yeah, my office is upstairs in my home and I'm up here, uh, 95% of the time. And I have a piece and I'm able to talk. I'm able to negotiate. I'm able to do all these amazing things, uh, with these drivers and, and, and meet all these people from the privacy of my home. I can walk downstairs, I can eat dinner, I can eat lunch, I can eat breakfast and just feel so free. And that's what I wanted to create that freedom for uh, women to be able to do. And then I decided actually in June of this year to create a mentorship program. To be honest with you, I only wanted to mentor 10 women. That's That was the number 10. I was like, look, I'm gonna mentor 10 women. That's gonna be huge. I can help 10 ladies get involved. Yada, yada, yada. So I put it out there on social media. And as soon as I did, I had 10 women sign up like within 30 minutes. Okay. So then I said, okay, I got you. <laughs> but I've also got another five women calling me saying, hey, can I, did you, did you fill up your 10 spots? 
Right. So now I'm like, well, okay, I was only going to do 10, but I'll add you guys too. Right. And so then I added them. And then it went from that to God saying, no, help a hundred women, soar into a hundred women, teach them this business, and then just watch me work. And that's exactly what I've done. I have over, I have 103 women now officially in my program that I'm mentoring from all over the United States. I have uh, more women outside of Texas in my program than anybody. Um, But I also, um, I also have, um, um, because I was going to tell you something, I was saying something else, but I have over 100 women and I also, um, have a program that's very personable. I don't think, and I'm, you know, I know there's other programs out there, but what makes mine unique, very unique is I give you my personal sale. Um, I did that and I was intentional because I've purchased products online before in the past. Um, and there were questions I had and I couldn't get answers because once you email uh, the the email that comes to you when you get your digital product is not that actual person. When you go on Facebook or Instagram saying, Hey, hon, I have a question. Can you give me a call? Can I, can you, you know, email me? You can't get anyone. So I wanted to put in a program where I had a digital product with a mentorship program that was really hands-on where we have not only amazing culture on my private Facebook account, well, we are all like a sisterhood. I shop, these women have other businesses and other things that they do. And I even, you know, share that with our entire group. Okay. Um, I also give you my personal sale um, because I host a weekly Zoom every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard. And for those that cannot actually get on there live, it is reco- recorded. So they always have access to go back to the replay. But not only do you have that live Zoom where you can ask me any question, you've went, you have a full 150 plus page manual that I created that you have to that guides you step by step. When you have questions, you can ask those on the, on the Zoom, but you also have my personal cell phone number where you can text me or you can call me and you can say, hey, Tawana, I was just looking at the manual. I know you may be busy, but I had a quick question. And to me, that's what makes my program so unique. No one else is doing that. No, everyone wants to charge for everything. So not only have you purchased my mentorship program, you've purchased my training manual. I'm not going to sell you 10 or 15 minutes of my phone conversation. That's (laughs) crazy. So I just decided to implement a program that women can feel secure about, I gave my money to this woman and I am getting more for my buck. I'm getting more than what she charged me for what I pay her, you know, for what I wanted. She's giving me that and above. And the reviews on my business page on Facebook, um, I'm getting tags every day on Instagram. The reviews are amazing. I mean, congratulations. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I'm not like personal friends with a lot of these ladies. So the things that they're saying is just a huge blessing because they are really, really getting everything that they were hoping they could get. I've had women come into my program that were crying because they had purchased other programs and they couldn't get the mentorship. They couldn't get, you know, all kind of stuff. And I've just been able to help so many women that have been burnt in this industry that are just excited. So to see these testimonials and hear these women text me, and I had a woman text me uh, the other day and said that I'm a black unicorn. That just touched my heart. She said, people like you don't exist. Wow. Because she hadn't paid me a dime. She was on a free consultation and I was able to pour into her for free and you know, help this woman with a question she had, and she just couldn't believe I gave her that information for free. So that's what makes me different, and that's the program that I have, a strong mentorship that's gonna teach you everything from different types of low boys that's out there, the ones I highly recommend. I'm gonna give you scripts. I'm gonna show you and teach you how to talk to these people. I'm gonna teach you how to negotiate with the brokers. I'm gonna teach you how to communicate effectively with your with your carriers. I'm gonna teach you how to read maps on from, you know all over the United States of America, and I'm just gonna pour into you business-wise because 
I've been blessed enough to sit at the table with the senior editor of uh, Essence Magazine at a round table. I've been blessed to be one of the top six female uh, distributors in the United States that brought a, pro a product here out of over 36,000 people. I am a businesswoman. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I just want to be able to pour into these women and teach them everything that I've learned over the last almost five years, um, just in business and in, in general, and then specifically in this industry of trucking and tr uh, transportation and logistics. Nice, nice, nice. Hmm, that's interesting. Very, very nice, and, and congratulations on all your success. That that's Thank great. Um, so I have a question that I just kind of thought of, and I just want to throw it at you. See, see how you answer this. Um, if if there was one word um, that you would say is responsible for your success so far, um, what would that word be? God. Hmm. God. Dope. Dope. I like that. <laughs> I'd expect you to say that, but I like that. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk more about that real fast for me. I mean, I, I, I love him. <laughs> I mean, I love God with everything I have in me and everything that I've been able to do, everything that I am doing and everything that's getting ready to happen is all because of my strong belief and my faith in God. Wow. And that's, you know, simple as that. He said that he would never put more on you than you can bear. And he said in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he knew the plans he had for me, plans to, you know, prosper me. And I believe that and he's the only man on this planet or in this world that has ever spoke these type of words, you know, before my husband has spoken to me and before my dad. He is the one who spoke these words and he said it and I believe it. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> there we go. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, I guess I always ask my guests this, um, you know, you, you, you started out wanting to mentor 10 women. Um, you ended up doing 103. So what do you see? What's next? What do you see in the next year or two um, for Tawana Roberts? What do, you, what do you see for yourself? Well, I'm going to continue my mentorship program. Um, it's going to be um, the same, um, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's the most cost-effective program that's out there. It's under $300, and you get a full, and that's another thing I want to say, you get a full four to five weeks with me um, that I'm giving you for less than $300, um, because that is not my primary source of income. It's just a way of saying, hey, you know, this is my time, and this is my product, and right. so this is for you. And so I'm going to continue that mentorship program, uh, which is very important to me. I'm going to start doing live trainings. I'm working on a brand ambassador program for a lot of these women to work with me on. So okay. I can start going out doing some live trainings. And then I'm also working with the lender right now where I can get some funding to open a, a Robert's uh, Freight School of Dispatching here in the Houston, Texas area. Nice, nice. That sounds dope. Yeah, into our, uh, into my community. Um, and I'm also working with the local facility here that has space at their uh, establishment that I can actually come and start my, my school of training. So nice, nice. I like that. Big plans, big vision. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, Tawana. So let, let, let's begin to wrap up the show. Um, as always, I like to, you know, have my guests give like a final thought or a final jewel um, for the audience and then um, let us know where we can connect with you, where we can find um, the courses and the mentorship that you're offering, all your social media, so forth and so on. Um, I would just say a final jewel would be whatever passion you have, whatever vision you have, don't give up. Um, I just believe that we're all gifted with multiple million dollar ideas and it's up to you to birth it. And so as long as you know that you have, you believe in what it is you believe in and you are passionate in, in, in that thing, work that thing out and go ahead and create that vision and make it a reality. And that's the jewel I wanna leave with you guys today. Do not allow that dream and that vision and that passion that you have within you to die. Because I think the most wealthiest people that are in this world today are the people that's buried under the ground, people that never mm -hmm. pursued their dreams and their, and, and their visions and their goals. And wow. so you, you, while you have breath in your body, I think that you should just go ahead and pursue it and, and, and believe in yourself and conquer that dream. And you can find me at I am Tawana Roberts. That's I-A-M. 
T-A-J-U-A-N-A, Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. That's my handle on Instagram. That's my personal page. And my business page is um, at Queen of Dispatching with an I-N-G at the bottom. And then Facebook, I can be found at um, Roberts Freight Dispatching uh, on Facebook. There we go. Tawana Roberts, the queen of dispatching. Thank you so much for joining us today on Truck and Hustle. I really appreciate it. We had some difficulties earlier, but you worked it out for me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. Have a good evening. Thank you. All right. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.